Hi, I'm Sean Kinney, and I'm losing my conviction that 5G will change the world, but I haven't completely lost it. This is Catherine Speglianin, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry experts, and as this episode will demonstrate, other people too, to answer that important question. Before we get into the 5G discussion, we like to take a moment to get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Are you ready for those, Sean? I am. All right. Question number one, what is your greatest fear? That's easy. Death. I do not want to die. I'm having a lot of fun. And whenever big tech figures out how to download my brain into a robot and let me live forever, I will be first in line. What is the trait you most deplore in others? I gotta be laziness. It's kind of related to my previous answer. There's a lot of fun, interesting stuff to do, and you're not going to get to do any of it if you are sitting on your ass. All right. Last question. When and where were you happiest? Uh, Aspen. That's kind of my happy place. Uh, Specific memories. I've got two of them. Uh, The very first vacation my wife and I took with our son was to Aspen. He was three months old, and I have these really fond memories of windows open, holding the baby, looking at the mountains, and really just kind of gearing the entire vacation around the fact that he needs to take a nap every three hours. The second one, uh, we were there just a few weeks ago. He's grown up a lot, and he actually took his first sort of series of steps at the hotel. So same kind of setting, windows open, sun shining, birds chirping. So just really fond memories of being there with my family. At the top of the show, you said you were losing your conviction that 5G could change the world. Why is that? Look, I, I'm i well aware that there's always going to be kind of a delta between marketing hype and what's happening in the real world. But when I started covering telecom six, seven years ago, it was kind of right before the 5G marketing cycle started. So you'd see all these slides at every conference you went to, robotic surgery, autonomous vehicles, really stuff that's easy to say, if you deliver that, that's a world changer. And today, I'd say if you look beyond just straight up mobile broadband, the most successful 5G use case is fixed wireless access, which that's great. That's good for users, good for competition, accretive for operators, all that. But fixed wireless and robotic surgery, I mean, they're not even comparable in terms of a, a thing that showcases a technology. And then, you know, a few years ago, I feel like the goalposts got shifted. And now all the interesting stuff, you have to wait till standalone 5G, something that's, you know, moving behind schedule. And I feel like we're maybe even at the beginning of another kind of shift from 5G to 5.5G or 5G advanced. And maybe that's when things will get really exciting. But to my earlier comment about fixed wireless being a creative for operators, you know, that's about it. That and just straight up raising prices for your phone plan. So, you know, carriers are not in good shape financially. A lot of their vendors are not in good shape financially. So we're here five years into this cycle. Goalposts keep moving. 6G marketing, that's already starting to come up in our coverage, come up in marketing. And I just kind of, 
I wonder how a lot of these companies are really going to be in a position to push the technology envelope and invest in long-term R&D given where we are today. So my faith is is shaken a bit. That all makes sense. And those are all good points. But you also said you haven't fully lost your conviction that it'll change the world. So what green shoots do you see? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely exciting things going on. I didn't want my last answer to be kind of overly cynical. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Um, private networks, super interesting, but a slow roll. For more on that, follow coverage from our colleague James Blackman. He's the the best in the world in that space. Mobile Edge Compute, that's another super interesting one in terms of building out compute and storage to support the air interface and really deliver these interesting types of real-time responsive applications. Uh, then, you know, the intersection of 5G mech and AI, it certainly feels important right now. Hopefully, it's not just another exercise in over-promising, under-delivering. And then you've got this whole sort of dynamic that's developing between operators who need hyperscalers to go all in on cloud native. They need hyperscalers if they want to go all in on edge. If they want to go all in on enterprise, they need hyperscalers again. But those same hyperscalers that are supporting operators, you know, they're they're like a couple acquisitions away from rolling up the whole private network space, especially in markets where Spectrum's been liberalized and operators aren't really the gatekeepers anymore. So there's a lot of things that are really substantial happening. They're not happening as fast as I would like, but it is interesting to see these green shoots of what's possible. And it certainly is an interesting competitive dynamic to track. So I, I've got some hope. Hi, everyone. Sean here. I wanted to take a moment to tell you that this episode of Will 5G Change the World is presented in partnership with NetScout. NetScout provides the power of seamless visibility into the performance, availability, and security risks across any network, any data center, any cloud, 5G, and more. Read more at netscout.com. Now let's get back to our conversation. You've got, I think, two reports coming up soon. And, and at the risk of this conversation moving slightly away from 5G, perhaps, maybe you could give us a bit of an overview around what you're covering. Yeah, I mean, it, it all kind of comes back to 5G, but uh, I do have two reports coming out in the very near future. I hope the audience finds them interesting. First one is around this vision for artificial intelligence at the network edge or even the on-device edge. So lots of 5G, lots of mech, lots of AI there. And you know, AI is really hyped at the moment and operators are getting their strategies in order. Two kind of buckets of opportunity we look at in the report. The first is around customer care and retention. Second one's around network optimization. So you can imagine a world where they get both of these things right, and it does help them more effectively monetize the network and kind of get us out of this rut. Um, other angle that I think is interesting here is this idea of a hybrid AI architecture that really optimizes where which workloads are run. So you can train a large language model in a big centralized cloud. That'll probably stay the same, but you can start to move some of the inferencing workloads out to edge clouds and in some cases onto the actual endpoint, onto the device. So that's all quite dynamic, quite interesting. The other reports around whether this open RAN concept of a plug-and-play system is really attainable ever. So based on the reporting I've done so far, you know, it's certainly not 
what we're working with today and to get there is going to be a, a really, really long road. And, and honestly, plug and plays, maybe not the right destination, but the good news is there is recognition from some major players that delivering open RAN requires a healthy collaborative ecosystem. So we're seeing some stakeholders work together to go through that hard process of interoperability testing, performance verification, and then come out the other side, essentially with pre-integrated solutions that have been validated end to end. So hopefully that helps speed up adoption in the field. And that's kind of the main thrust of that report, although we do follow a few other threads. So hope it's an interesting read. And Kat, I wanted to get a question and I'm so used to being the interviewer, but you gave me an opportunity to go through what I'm working on. Maybe you can do the same. And uh, also like to hear a little bit about your podcast, Well Technically, in case our audience is not familiar. Oof. Okay. Well, uh, I'm currently working on a report called Bringing AI Ops to Telecom. Uh, I've spoken to IBM, Viavi, AT&T, and some others kind of about the growing and changing role of AI and automation in telecom operations. And something that's already come up, of course, in my early conversations are this whole pre and post chat GTP, because of course, AI and automation have been around in these companies for a long time. But once AI became kind of consumerized, it did indeed have an impact on how it's being used in these, these enterprise spaces. But there's a lot of issues with this kind of AI. Um, so that's been very interesting. And, you know, we're kind of looking at the question of if, when, and how operators will ever be able to truly take their hands off the wheel, so to speak. Uh, and later this year, you know, I'm writing a report about millimeter wave beyond mid-band offload to look at the unique benefits of this spectrum and what it can bring to 5G networks. And then much later, I also have a Wi-Fi 7 deep dive report. Haven't done much work on those yet, so I don't have a whole lot to share. Uh, the podcast. So every Tuesdays, I put out an episode of a podcast where I feature a woman in tech, often telecom, but not always. And uh, she explains her area of expertise to me, answers a few questions about the female experience in the tech space. It's a lot of fun for me to do and to talk to these women. So I encourage people to take a listen. There's a lot of really good industry insight in there. All right. Sounds like you're staying busy. I'm appreciative that you had time to do this, but I'll, I'll give it back. You're running the show today. It's not my my interview. No, it's good. We're actually kind of wrapping up. So that's perfect. We've got two big sort of emerging themes in our coverage, I would say. One is around how carriers can return to growth and monetize their networks. And the other is around how operators are investing in sustainability and how they can boost their customers' sustainability initiatives. How do you see those two things tying together? Uh, Christ, that is a a difficult question. And it's a question that I think a lot about. Um, I haven't seen you in a while, so I guess you get an opportunity to listen to me wax poetic about uh, things that I'm unqualified to talk about. But the economic reality that we all live in revolves around like open-ended growth, right? Produce more, consume more, raise your standard of living, something like that. But at the same time, we have another reality where the idea of open-ended economic growth is kind of an existential threat to the climate. So 
any big company with an articulated net zero plan has to figure out how to do both. How do you keep growing while not just maintaining the status quo as it relates to carbon emissions, but uh, you know, taking that down to net zero over time? And that's a, a really, really tough problem. And it's kind of like uh, the more you think about it, the more you realize that's just like defining modernity and indicting free market capitalism, but whatever. Uh, specific to what we cover at RCR, which is telecom and technology, you know, operators and their vendors are in a really important position. They they need to deliver that growth. They need to deliver an increasing amount of capacity, and they need to do it more sustainably than they've historically been able to. So, you know, beyond that, even because operators support all these different types of of businesses, they can essentially deliver connectivity-based solutions that increase efficiency and sustainability in different verticals. So that's really the the big opportunity. And in terms of 5G changing the world, you know, that's that's pretty well it, right? Like somehow deliver economic growth in a way that that doesn't sacrifice the climate. So uh, big job. That was great. Way to really tie it back to the to the whole uh, point of this podcast. Sean, thanks for asking me on to guest host. Thanks for the conversation. Thanks for being a guest on your own podcast. And for answering that question, will 5G change the world? <laughs> <laughs>